My guests today are the legendary supergroup, the Oak Ridge Boys, and they have sold over 41 million units worldwide. Their awards in the field of country music, the Oaks have garnered five Grammy Awards, nine GMA Dove Awards, and two American Music Awards. The group, Joe Bonzel, Dwayne Allen, William Lee Golden, and Richard Sturban are the members of the Country Music Hall of Fame and the Grand Ole Opry. And the Oaks are known worldwide as one of recording history's most extraordinary musical successes. And they have charted single after single, album after album, celebrating two double platinum albums and more than 30 top 10 hits. And we are here to talk about their brand new album, Front Porch Singing, and the 40th anniversary. Can you believe it? The 40th anniversary of the monster hit, Elvira. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the most iconic and famous country supergroup on the planet, the Oak Ridge Boys. Welcome, guys. Well, thank you, hey, Ward. Yeah. I thank you for that introduction. There's nothing left. <laughs> oh. Congratulations to you. You are going worldwide with this broadcast. Well, you know what? The honor is all mine, but I want to kick this off because I remember, and I know Joe and I had talked about this before, and I saw all of you back in 1981, yes, 40 years ago, when Elvira, one of the most iconic songs of the Oak Ridge Boys, you were celebrating 40 years of this monster hit. And I know that the song was written by Dallas Frazier in 1966, but did any other artist record this song before you decided to put it on Fancy Free? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I used to hear Charlie Rich had it on his, I think, Behind Closed Doors album, and uh, Kenny Rogers in the first edition had it on their Something's Burning album, I think. So uh, I used to listen to those songs, you know, off those albums, and besides Dallas Frazier's version originally, and uh, but it was 16 years old when the Oak Ridge Boys got it in 1981 and recorded it. So Elvira was, uh, yeah, 16 years old at that time. Well, what made the song so special that you wanted to put it on Fancy Free? Well, thing is, we were working on the Fancy Free album right at the end of 1980 when a song plugger who is deceased now, uh, Ronnie Gant, came, came into the studio and he'd just been in Texas and heard a bar band singing Elvira, heard Dallas Frazier's Elvira, and he said, man, oh man, the Oak Ridge Boys could nail this thing to the wall. Uh, and he just came in and pitched the idea to our producer, Ron Chancy. We were about finished with the album. And we said, well, hey, let's try it, man. It sounds like fun. So we went in and recorded it, had fun recording it, had no idea that it was going to do what it did. We knew we had something special. It was fun. And I mean, we're all about fun and uh, everybody was having fun. The musicians were having fun. Even Ron Chancy was smiling. <laughs> and uh, as our producer, he smiled. And uh, hey, the rest is history, man. The thing came out and went just gangbusters. That old thing about how big can a song get? Well, let me tell you. You know, Golden was talking about Kenny Rogers in the first edition. I was such a fan of Kenny Rogers. Elvira for them was never a single. But if you remember, their version of it was like in a minor key. They're like when Elvira, Elvira, it was really, really weird, man. And I love Kenny, but that was weird. And Rodney Crowell had it out too, didn't he? Rodney had a record of it. Years before us. So uh, 
I know the thing is, man, when we first put it on stage in Washington in late January up in Spokane, the place went crazy. We just said, here's a few new songs from the album. We did Elvira and holy cow, man, it was unbelievable. And that happened every night of that tour. So we called MCA and said, hey, this has to be a single. We got something going on out here. Not sure what it is, but it's big. And then Elvira came out and from March until June, it was a huge country record selling millions of 45s. And then throughout the summer, it crossed over into the pop market. So for the whole year of 1981, the whole nation was singing Oom Papa Mau Mau with him. <laughs> well, I was about to say, because, you know, everybody wants to sing Richard's part. And, you know, Richard, what does that mean to you that uh, when y'all sing Elvira and everybody's just jumping in with you when you start singing? Well, you know, that's one of the fun parts about performing the song Elvira. First of all, as soon as we hit the intro, people go crazy. People stand up, you know, they, they start dancing along, singing along with us. But when we get to the Young Papa Mau Mau part, if you look at it in the audience and you look at some of the men, it's really kind of funny to see them trying to do the Young Papa Mau Mau part along with me. It's kind of entertaining for us, to be very honest with you. <laughs> well, Joe, I remember when you and I were talking before and you were, you were discussing and explaining how you know, you were placing the song list and you would put Elvira in different parts of your song list for the concerts and realize that the best place for it was at the end. Well, over 40 years of doing Elvira, I remember when we had the 30th anniversary of Elvira, we decided to put it up in the middle of the show and talk about it and talk about the history of it. And 30 years of Elvira was a big deal. And, and it worked up there, but then we had a lot more show to go. It, <laughs> We have a one-two punch at the end of Elvira, Bobby, Sue, and no matter how much we've tried to change it, and we may try again because we're always trying new things, but that Elvira, Bobby, Sue punch at the end of the song is quite a one-two punch. I, I can't even, I can't, I don't know. I don't know how else we'd end the show right now, to be honest, but uh, Elvira needs to come near the end because after you've done the whole show, when you yell, let's do Elvira, and like Richard said, everybody stands up. And uh, it's a big moment, it, and it's amazing that what the song has done over 40 years. It took us from being a well-known country music act to a household name, and today to this day, uh, I think you and I talked about this before too, but we're in the Country Music Hall of Fame not because of Elvira. It's because of the body of work and the years and everything and our contribution to country music. But Elvira is still the biggest thing we've ever done, and it's the song people equate. I mean, there it is. We accept it and love it. We can't walk through an airport and some guy don't go, hey, man, don't pop a mama, man. You know? <laughs> there yeah, it is. I would believe that because I was about to ask you, because besides Elvira and even Bobby Sue, what are some of the most requested songs from the fans uh, of the Oaks? Well, there's a lot of them, thank God. But uh, saying thank God reminds me, thank God for kids, maybe yeah. one of our biggest requests. Songs like Make My Life With You, Sail Away, Dream On. I mean, leaving Louisiana, Broad Daylight. People love all those songs every day. But uh, Thank God for Kids is, is one of our biggest requests and I think one of our most well-loved songs. Yeah, you know, there, there's, just, there's just a family feel to that song. And I remember when I first heard it on the radio, it, to me, it, it brought a change a bit to country music. And, you know, we, we hear about, uh, you know, people losing a girlfriend or being drunk on the tractor. But there's just something about that song that just brought the whole family vibe that country music is really known for. 
Well, I got to credit William Lee Golden to that. I'll credit Eddie Raven for writing it for us, first of all, and bringing it to us when we were putting our Christmas album together back in uh, back in 81, because our first Christmas album, Oak Ridge Boys Christmas, came out in 82. Thank God for Kids was the single, and it went, it went huge. And I think William Lee's interpretation of the song that's so heartfelt is one of the reasons that uh, the song does what it does. Just the other night up in Utah, man, uh, we, we got some, uh, I don't remember if it was tweets or emails or what, but some people had a really special request for Thank God for Kids. And uh, we haven't done many shows lately, so we hadn't done kids in a while. But boy, when Golden sang Thank God for Kids, boom, it was special. So wow. it's just, it's a special song. It, it's a very special song. Well, I did a little digging on some history here, and I have to credit for, give some credit to a few people out there that, uh, well, actually text me back when I said, hey, guess what? I'm going to be interviewing the Oak Ridge Boys, and, and they're all going crazy. And, of course, you know, the first text I get back is Elvira. But, uh, Dwayne, you used to send out promo copies of the band's LPs to all of the radio stations. And, um, you know, about how many promos do you think you ever sent out to, uh, to find out that you guys actually hit it big? Well, when I first came with the Oak Ridge Boys, I knew how important radio was because I had a, my own show as a disc jockey in college. And I had an hour day and I wrote to groups and asked them for free albums so that I could play them on my show. And ironically, the first group that sent me albums to play on my show were the Oak Ridge Boys. And so they got a lot of airplay on my show. I eventually got albums from everybody. But when I came with the Oak Ridge Boys, I replaced uh, a lead singer who was probably recognized as one of the best lead singers ever in gospel music. But they had recorded a song that was written by Glenn Campbell called Less of Me. Oh, wow. And they recorded a great version of it. I thought it was a hit record. And so I wasn't married and I uh, had my own place, didn't have a lot to do in the daytime. So I went to the store and bought little boxes. I could put them in and little packages. And I picked out certain parts of the country and I sent those single records and asked them to play Oak Ridge Boys, new single, Less of Me. I wasn't even singing the lead on it. And we got some airplay for it, but I always believed in promotion. I believed in, in getting the records to the people that would play them. We finally got with record labels that would push them and I could back up and, and not have to do that anymore. And we had record labels then that would have their own promotion staff and PR staff that, that would do that. Thankfully, we have that now. Uh, but I always have believed that uh, if an artist wants something done, they ought to be willing to do it themselves. And you learn more about doing it and what to ask for if you have people that are supposed to do it for you, if you have done it yourself. So the Oak Ridge Boys are guilty of having done just about everything we ask other people to do for us including driving the bus. Well, not me, because <laughs> I, I drive 
awful. That's true. That can be proven. <laughs> I, I'm not a good driver, man. I, I, you know, no, I can't even park my F-150 in between the lines at the office. So I, I, they don't need me and no bus drivers. Well, let me go ahead and ask Richard this question. So Richard, this, this is just for you. Uh, okay. And I, and I want to quote from the Oak Ridge Boys bio that you said, being in the Oak Ridge Boys is the fulfillment of a lifelong dream. Well, how would you compare your time with Elvis and your time with the Oak Ridge Boys? And also, did J.D. Sumner ever give you advice that you still follow today? <laughs> well, they, yeah, to answer your last question first, yes, J.D. did give me some advice. <laughs> J.D. was kind of like a hero, an idol of mine. And I remember the first time I ever heard J.D. sing. He was singing with the Blackwood Brothers, and they were doing a concert in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I remember during intermission of the concert, as gospel groups would always do, he would go out to the record rack to sell records. He happened to be holding a cup of black coffee. And uh, I went up to him uh, and, I, and I, I introduced myself and said, I would love to be a bass singer someday. Do you have any advice? And he, he paused for a minute and he kind of looked down at the coffee in his hand. And he said, son, <laughs> you want to sing bass, you got to drink lots of black coffee. But <laughs> 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 what I did that night, I went home <laughs> and made a pot of black coffee. <laughs> and I stayed up all night. <laughs> and, and, and look what happened. Look what, look what that you coffee did. stayed up did. all night. And you know, later, later on, later on, later on, I ended up singing with JD in, in, in the stamps. And I remember one night sitting in the back of the bus with JD. He said, "You know, I remember that time." He said, "You were just a little kid. I didn't know what to say." He said, "Some holding this coffee. The first thing I thought of that came to my mind was tell you that so I can get rid of you." <laughs> that, that sounds like JD, and, and I'll yeah. give, and I'll give you a little bit of. Just a short tidbit of my own history. The first group that I have ever filmed in person was the Masters Five. How about that? Wow. Yeah. So, so this is an that. honor for me. But uh, uh, Lee, this question is for you. What does it mean to you to be part of the most legendary country band in the world? Well, to be with the Oak Ridge Boys and to be with them now. I joined in 1965 in January and I watched these guys as they were young singers, uh, you know, coming up in the business also. And uh, to be, uh, have a long career with them is, uh, it's been a joy, you know, and we've all, as young men, we've, thank God, we've been able to see a lot of our dreams and aspirations come to fulfillment and uh as we sit here today you know we just have we're here excited about a whole new project that it's it uh, showcases who we are here uh surviving a pandemic here in, in 2021 still together after all of these years and uh still excited about music and singing and it's been music and singing that's helped heal us mentally emotionally physically and spiritually through the past year 
And we found that uh, our output of uh, singing and recording and making music while we've all been shut down of being able to sing anywhere other than a recording studio uh, most of the time, it's been healing for us. You know, it's been healing for me mentally, emotionally, and physically and spiritually. So uh, I feel like that that's what we all need. And we're sharing this of what's been healing for us with other people now. So that's the reason we're here with you today is to share some things that life is beautiful for us. And that's a Keb Mo song that the Oak Ridge Boys just recorded that Dwayne Allen sings here. And and I love the harmony on that song. It's just got a beautiful, simple and uh, soothing and a positive feel to it. And that's what our our world needs something positive right now. We've had enough of the negative stuff and enough of the hate. It's time to talk about love and positive things. And uh, Life is Beautiful is one of those songs that helps us to connect with that as individuals and collectively as a group. So that's what harmony and being with the Oak Ridge Boys means to me today. Well, I I love that. And uh, I know y'all have a brand new album, Front Porch Singing. So what is the inspiration behind that album? And I know you cannot wait for the debut June 11th for this album, as well as get back on the road. Well, it kind of started with our Christmas show. Uh, we do a, a part of our Christmas show where we're sitting in front of the fireplace in our rocking chairs. And we tell stories about why, how we all grew up in different states. All of, all of us are from different states. And we all have different traditions that are uh, with our each of our families are a little different. So we tell stories about how each of us grew up and how Christmas was in Texas or Pennsylvania or New Jersey or Alabama. And then we sing a little bit in our rocking chairs and, and each one of us talks. It's real relaxed and laid back. And David Cobb came to our Christmas show and saw that. And he said, boys, that is magical. We need to cut an album like that of uh, songs that we all know on the front porch and just call it front porch singing and sing songs we know, uh, some gospel, some uh, country, some new songs, some old songs, have some some songs written by some of these great new writers. And let's just, uh, let's, let's cut an album like this that's laid back, keep the music behind your four voices really simple so we cut this album with very basic instruments of a a rhythm guitar played by david cobb acoustic guitar and a a bass and and drums three instruments and we just got out in studio a and concentrated on cutting that album of voices and got all of that right and what few instruments you might hear above that were overdubbed later just for color because we wanted to get us right. And David feels 
magic in the four-part harmony of the Oak Ridge Boys. He says, there's nothing, nothing like you in the music industry. Nobody can sing. He doesn't separate gospel with country or rock or anything else. He says, the Oak Ridge Boys can sing any of that. My, he, he cut Seven Nation Army on us, you know. He doesn't see us as categorized. He said, if you sing a song, it's going to sound like the Oak Ridge Boys, no matter what category you put it in. So don't look at a song as being country or gospel when you're looking for songs for front porch. Look at it as fitting what we're doing. And anything fits if the Oak Ridge Boys like it and you feel like you want to do it. So we would just start singing something. You know, I'd say, how about if you're standing on the bus getting ready and you're, you're all in the aisles of the bus by your wardrobe. We're scattered out from the front of the bus to the back. Uh, what would you do? What would you guys sing if you were just start singing a song? And I, I started saying, why don't you swing down, sweet chariot, stop and let me ride. Swing down, chariot, stop and let me ride. Rock me, Lord, rock me, Lord, come and easy. I got home on the other side. Something like that. He said, okay, go, go, go to the mics. <laughs> so we would go to the microphone and put that song down. And... Uh, think a little bit and say, uh, we just need a bass guitar with this. So we get out the big bull bass, and that's all that's on that song. Just the four voices. I think we did it in the first or second cut. And uh, Joe added some verses, and we did those courses. And it's just us. It's raw, uh, uncluttered, but it's what we are. It's really us. It's it, there's not a, bell, a lot of bells and whistles on it. It's just the Oak Ridge boy singing like you would imagine us singing on the front porch. And that's what we've recorded. You know, I can picture it now, all four of you sitting on the front porch and probably about 20,000 people standing in the front yard, kicking back, <laughs> listening uh, to all of you sing with that beautiful four part harmony and, and I can tell you one thing when when I when we all saw y'all at uh, Dosi Dos back in 2019 even when you would sing a gospel song I mean it was time to have church and right. uh, yeah. keep it let up it be, let it be let it be well Ladies and gentlemen, where there is absolutely no room on stage at all. I, I think I elbowed our steel player about four times during that show. He's right, he's right there. <laughs> yeah, but but it was fun though. It, it's fun every night to sing, man. That that's what we're all about, man. It's 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 singing. Our mantra in our group is, well, let's sing. That's it. That that's it. And ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The legendary Oak Ridge Boys, the brand new album, Front Porch Singing, debuts. June the 11th, and let me tell you something, buy that album, and when you go to their website, check out the tour schedule, when they come to your town or even get near your town, go buy a ticket. Buy your whole family a ticket because this is someone that you need to see. And guys, I want to thank you for the honor and pleasure today. Thank you, Ward. Thank you.
To see more of this or other interviews, visit Dr. Bond's website at drwardbond.com.